Welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. We are so happy you've joined us. Listeners all around the world, we're so happy you're with us from Texas and Seattle and Los Angeles and San Francisco and our friends in Ireland. Oh, we're glad you've joined us. And of course, in the Ukraine and in Africa and our friends in Australia. So we're so pleased to be together again on My Favorite Coffee Story. And of course, before we talk about our show today, we're going to talk about our Anikona Farm moment. So many people are asking me how how we got into coffee and what was it that sparked our interest in having a Kona coffee farm. So our Kona coffee farm, Ani Kona Farm, is right above Kona Town on the big island of Hawaii. We're 2,000 feet or 600 meters above Kona, and it's the perfect growing climate for Kona coffee. We're, we live on a dormant volcano and we have the right amount of rainfall and the volcanic ash in the air really is great nutrition for the trees as well as for the soil. And these Kona coffee trees that we have on the farm grow in lava rock and they get delicious flavor from the lava wonderful, rich minerals, and that's what makes Kona coffee so special. So when I was a little girl, I had this great experience with my grandfather from Hungary, and he would come and visit us from Hungary. And at that time, we lived in the San Francisco Bay Area in Alameda, California, where I grew up. And he would love his espresso coffee. Now, my grandfather, Julius, was a colonel in the army, in the Hungarian army, and he was a very hard worker. But he also knew something very important in life, and that was to take time to really enjoy the moment, to savor times with your family, with your friends, and just slow down for a moment. So here I am, a little girl, watching my grandfather. He would grind his dark espresso beans, and he would then put those beans, well, you you pull out the little drawer from this hand grinder, and then you pour it into one of those old-fashioned espresso coffee makers that you put on the stove, and I would watch him, and he would speak to me, and he'd speak to me in Hungarian, and he would be saying, oh, now we're just getting those beautiful aromas, and the whole house had this incredible just aura of, from this coffee. And as soon as he, we'd see some of that steam coming from the coffee pot, we knew that it pretty soon it would be a great cup of espresso coffee for my grandfather. So then he'd pour it into an espresso cup. And I still have some of these cups that, that are used for espresso that just bring me back to those times. And, and then he would sit with me and we would chat. And he was a very stately gentleman. And that's how 
I became so inspired about coffee because coffee is, yes, it's it's wonderful to have a good cup of coffee, but there's more to it. It's about relationships and connecting us and taking the time. So that's about how we became interested in coffee. So then, of course, as we were in high tech and in Seattle and we we were at a point where we thought maybe this might be a good time to look for a small Kona coffee farm, a boutique farm. And we found the sweetest farm that we just love because it's so simple, but it's so beautiful, right above Kona Town with about 800 trees, but often we'll pick as well our neighbors because we're in this Kona coffee terroir. And so we're all together. It's a community. So we found this farm about, oh, it's been almost seven years now, and we embarked on this wonderful coffee adventure with my family, with Chris and Evelyn and Wyatt, and we learned all about coffee. And of course, all the farmers kind of shared their stories and experiences and took us under their wing. And that was now several years ago. And we've been, we're in the middle of our, what is this, our third or fourth harvest and each year we we learn a little bit more and we put we put so much love into the whole process when you pick every single bean at its ripest time i feel that that bean is somewhere going to tell our story with someone it could be someone in finland it could be someone in hungary it could be someone in kansas city but what i love about that is it's the connecting element and so we've been enjoying this journey at anikona farm and so that was a little bit longer of an anikona farm moment but once again just sharing our story, it's um, it's very special for us, and we appreciate you sharing some of our Anikona coffee as well as our stories. So today we're talking about this last year in review, and we've been enjoying doing this radio show with Voice America called My Favorite Coffee Story, and it all started out, we were interviewed about the farm about a year, year or so ago, and we had such a nice time sharing stories about the farm, how we do our coffee, what goes into Kona coffee, a little bit about the terroir. And a few weeks later, we we kind of thought, wouldn't it be fun to do a radio show where we somehow weave together personal journeys and personal stories people's lives and how a cup of coffee or how coffee does sometimes connect us. And we have woven in lots of fun coffee stories in between people's personal journeys. So it's been a real pleasure to have about 60 guests on the show and share their their life lessons, uh, what they're involved in, how coffee has been part of their day. Sometimes we've actually talked about how how coffee is 
is, you know, there are very technical elements about it. What goes into a really good cup of coffee? And people always ask us, you know, I've tried a lot of coffee before, but something about your coffee just... First of all, I don't feel like I even have to put any cream in it or sweetener. It's not acidic for me. And so there's the technical element of what is it that we try and do to achieve that the best Kona coffee that we can. And a couple of things go into that. Uh, firstly, a lot depends on how you take care of your trees, and we don't use any pesticides or anything like that, but we prune them, we make sure that we weed whack around them very carefully, and then when we pick, we pick only the ripest red cherries, all by hand. Now, many coffee plantations are picked via machines, and many times that's because their coffee ripens simultaneously, so you can easily do that. But with Kona coffee, it ripens sort of in this stage-by-stage process that one branch might have a red cherry, a green bean, a white flower, or even a very small green bean that's about to become a beautiful red cherry. So you have to be very selective when you're picking your beans. If you were to take everything off on your branch, you'd get a variety of flavors. You wouldn't get that best, ripest taste. So, of course, after we handpick every bean, we're very careful. We pulp the beans. We remove the red skins. Now, it's interesting to note, if I can go back to our year in review, our very first guest on August 1st, Chef Jason Wilson. Oh, just a terrific show. He talked about how they use those red skins from the coffee cherry to dry them and make a flower, a coffee flower. And as a chef, he's been working with the group Coffee Flower, the company Coffee Flower, to create recipes from that coffee flower. Now, it's gluten-free, highly nutritious, and he even is... Uh, the the main chef for Hotel W, I believe. And so if you stay there, you can try his very famous, I think it's like a coffee flower granola for breakfast and some of his other recipes using coffee flour. He also talked about his restaurants. He's been a James Beard award-winning chef. And I'll never forget the very first show that we did. And of course, being a newbie in radio, I just felt like I was so grateful to have such a terrific guest as Chef Jason Wilson. It was a really fun show. And we wove some fun coffee stories in between, which was great. We also, so back to our technical elements, that coffee cherry, the skin, we were just talking about removing the skins. By the way, some people also make tea from those skins and has a nice high antioxidant value when you drink that tea. So there are people making beverages from the skins as well, and that's fantastic. Once we remove the skins from the coffee cherry, we will sometimes soak the beans overnight. It's almost like a mini fermentation process. Then after that, we will spread them out on racks or 
on rooftops and we will rake them until those beans dry. And as you can see, there's a lot of love and a lot of aloha that goes into to creating Kona coffee. As you've been raking these beans, you're seeing how they're drying and they're starting to crisp on the outer side. It's called parchment. And what's fascinating is in the olden days with Kona coffee, they used to take a bite of the bean. If you could bite into it, then you knew it was not dry enough. Now we use very special moisture meters and so we'll probably dry, depending on the weather, about 10 to 14 days. And then you'll receive back in your big burlap sacks, oh, a, about 100 pounds of parchment per burlap sack. And in that, those parchment are really key. You want to make sure that you put them in a dehumidification room before you're ready to remove the parchment. Because we've learned, as the Halualoa Kona coffee mill does help us with the parchment removal and the grading, they also say, please collect as much parchment as you can at the same time so that the quality of your coffee, it'll be much better. So we start collecting and we start storing them in our storage room. We have a small storage room until we get several, several bags. Now, the last harvest I remember taking with our farm truck that we call Grover (laughs) Uh, we took with our truck and we needed a trailer we had 50 of these burlap sacks now if they're about 100 pounds each that's quite a load and based on that we were able to get a really great Uh, green beans grading sorting because we had so much parchment we also were able to uh, as a result we had 12,000 pounds of coffee we had picked by hand as I said 12,000 pounds we ended up after the parchment was taken to the mill we ended up with 1,500 pounds of estate-grade bean. And estate-grade bean is all that we sell at Anikona Farm. And Jason over at the Halualo Kona Coffee Mill does a great job grading the beans, removing the parchment, and then providing back to us the green beans. The the grading machine, if I could somehow describe it, shakes out the beans and is shaking them to the point where they are graded by size, by quality. Now, even the second and third tier beans are still very tasty, but they may not be perfect. And we only sell the most perfect beans. Now, they may be have like a slight little... A boar beetle nibble on a corner or something, and that's maybe in the third tier. But we have some ideas of what we're going to use our third tier beans for, and we'll share that with you right after the break. So, listeners, please join us. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're talking about our year in review, sharing favorite coffee stories for the last year. And we've done about 60 shows. I was just talking about how... It was my grandfather, Julius, who really inspired us about uh, what it's like to have a great espresso coffee. This was in the 1960s. And also taking time to spend time together, no matter how busy your day is. And I so vividly remember that. I called grandfather Julius, grandfather Bapu. I don't know why, but he was a very special gentleman who would take me swimming every day to Alameda Park. And of course, before we'd venture off to the park for my swimming lessons, he would have his espresso coffee and I would watch him. And then we would walk together and we would speak in Hungarian as we're going. And thanks to Grandfather Bapu, I ended up really developing a love of swimming and became a competitive swimmer and it became very much a part of my day. So I would swim before 
school and after school and swim on the weekends and our team made it to junior Olympics and I was a backstroker. And I'm grateful to Grandfather Bapu for inspiring me to to do swimming. And uh, always it was just wonderful to share those moments with him. But we were just talking about how we grade our beans. And at the mill, they will grade the beans into three different beans. The first is estate grade, which is a beautifully just perfect bean. And that's all we sell at Anikona Farm. And as I mentioned, out of the 12,000 pounds that we picked during that harvest, we ended up with 1,500 pounds of estate-grade beans that we could sell. And I talked a little bit about the second and third tier beans. Those second and third tier beans definitely find their home in coffee rubs and also in chocolate bars with our friends at Puna Chocolate. And also, we've been thinking about doing a... Uh, Kona beer with our friends over at No Boat Brewing in uh, Seattle, Washington area, and and that will be really fun to do. The estate gray beans are. Uh, I've had people visit us on the farm, and they look at our beans. Actually, one visitor I'll never forget. He was from Indonesia, and he was referred to us through a mutual friend, and he showed up on the farm one day before they had to catch a flight back to Los Angeles. And he said, we'd love to try your coffee. We've heard about Anikona coffee. And I said, well, we'd be, we'd be delighted. Come on over. And, you know, sometimes we make our chocolate cookies and uh, sometimes some banana bread on the farm to go with the coffee. And so I was so glad they came over. And he, it turned out that his brother was a coffee farmer from Indonesia. And when they looked at the beans, they said, oh, your beans are so beautiful. How do you do that? And I'm really grateful to the Halualoa Kona Coffee Mill because they help us with those beans. And those are the beans that we sell. And we call those estate grade beans. If I may also say something very interesting about that harvest, out of the 12,000 pounds, because we had quite a bit that we picked, we ended up with a few pounds of Peaberry coffee, and many people ask me, Well, what is peaberry coffee? And in Kona, it's like gold, it's it's so unique and very rare. So, out of that 12,000 pounds, we ended up with 75 pounds of pea berry. And what pea berry is, so what I'm describing of the estate gray beans, those are half beans. So they're very much, they have one side is kind of straight, and then it's the bean. The pea berries are very unique. They're slightly smaller, and it is an entire bean. It's not a half. It looks like, like a small pea. And some people say that there's this distinct, robust flavor of pea berry that they really seek out. And if they can get their hands on pea berry, it's their absolute favorite. Uh, the theory is that 
first of all, maybe some of the flavors are a little bit more concentrated in pea berry. Like all those flavors are in the one bean versus split between the half bees beans. The other thing, the other theory is that as that pea berry tumbles in the drum, in the roasting drum, it evenly roasts because it's a lot more circular, rounder, and it tumbles in a way where the pea berry is maybe a little bit more evenly roasted, which then brings out its flavor. In any case, we're we're all out of our pea berry from last harvest because it went very quickly and we also shared it for the holiday time during our limited editions. But the the pea berry is really just like gold, I said, in the the coffee community. And I can't wait to see how this harvest is going to do with pea berry. This year's harvest is so unique because the trees were so nourished from the volcano that was erupting for the last three months. And all that volcanic air had been filtering around the trees to the point where we had a lot more coffee on the trees. The trees grew a lot taller and they were a lot greener than I've seen. I mean, they're always green, but the color was unbelievably vibrant, vibrant this year due to the volcanic ash. So this year, I'm so curious. First of all, our estate grade Kona coffee is going to be, I think, tremendously enhanced by the nutrients. But I also am curious about the pea berry that might be coming out from this harvest. So I'll I'll keep you posted. I can't wait to share it. So now we've been talking a little bit more about technical elements of Kona coffee. The other thing, now we've talked about how we've graded the beans. And the mill is nice to put those beans Now they're green and ready to roast. They put those beans, they label each bag that this one is estate grade, this is second grade, this is third grade. So I know, and it'll say Anikona on it. And they're also nice to put 50 pounds in the bag, so they're easily transportable for me and for my team. Uh, Often they're in 100-pound bags. And we store those in our dehumidification room to make sure that they retain their good flavor. And we bring them out when we're ready to roast and when we're ready to fill orders. When we're roasting, back on the technical elements, there are some key things that can make a difference with your coffee. First of all, how you roast it is really key. We have decided, you know, traditional roasts are fantastic, But we've decided at Anikona Farm to do an air roast. And we've talked a little bit about this together. Doing an air roast is sort of our little secret as to what makes our Anikona Farm coffee pretty unique. Of course, we've talked about picking at the ripest, making sure the trees get a right amount of volcanic ash in the air, the right amount of rainfall, the right amount of cloud cover. This all happens right at the certain elevation that we're at at 2,000 feet. And now, and then all that we've just talked about from the drying to the grading and how you store, now the finale and how you roast. So we've decided to air roast our beans and the Halulo Kona coffee mill can do this and provide this 
option for us, which we're really thankful. They use a particular roasting drum that arrows, so they pump out the some of that smokiness or possible burnt flavors that maybe then kind of get recirculated back into the beans. They pump that out and the air is basically what is roasting your beans so that you can have some of that pure Kona taste without any of the shadowing of the smokiness or burntness. So that's how we've been roasting our beans. And I'm just thrilled that the mill has done such a great job in helping us with that. And of course, they help us with with the bags. Oh, if I may give a side note about the designers who have come up with the great Anikona bag. So we work with a team in California called Infinity Consulting. And Infinity Consulting does an amazing job coming up with our brand, doing our website, and also designing our bags. And initially, when we were trying to come up with the look of the Anikona bag, we were talking about how do we celebrate a little bit of that European elegance of my grandfather, as I mentioned. How do you bring in some of the that European heritage, you know, that makes it sort of feel like I'm celebrating all those moments with my grandfather, and yet how do we bring the elements of the farm and the beauty of the farm and the simple moments that we share there and how we're all about celebrating nature and having a good campfire and enjoying the big bamboo and the pretty sunsets and and all about Hawaii and how do we bring that farm meets European elegance. And so the designers at Infinity Consulting were were really contemplating how to balance that. And I I honestly think they did it so well with the bag and the look and the logo. And, and really capturing all that Anikona Farm stands for. Now, we are thinking of doing a new bag for this new harvest still within our same look, but somehow acknowledging that this harvest is really unique, that we had the volcano very, very active with this particular harvest. So maybe some of the colors might reflect that, possibly maybe some reds and blacks or or something like that but we'll we'll have to surprise you with that one but that's that's about a little bit more about the roasting and some of the technical elements and of course we love to freshly roast those beans for our customers and and make sure that it's the freshest bean and that has just that kona taste and celebrates the kona elements Uh, Back on the year in review, as we've been weaving these stories together, and we've been so thankful for all our wonderful guests. We talked about our very first guest, Chef Jason Wilson. Uh, One of our 
earlier guest, too, is someone named Carolyn Miles, and she is the CEO of Save the Children, and I'll never forget that inspiring episode with her. I was just so honored to have her on the show, and she talked about how she had started a coffee company or mutually started a coffee company with her partner in Asia. And it it was named Pacific Coffee, if I remember correctly. And how her time in Asia, she had graduated from the Darden Business School at University of Virginia. She was getting involved in her career. She went over to Asia to co-start, co-found this coffee company. It was going really, really well. And at that point, you know, Starbucks wasn't quite what it is now. So they really initiated coffee and the coffee culture in Asia. And to this day, that is a very successful coffee brand. While she was there, she also saw how some of the children were really not doing well. And she said, after this coffee enterprise, if I could ever somehow get somehow involved in helping children, I really would like to. And she then started her career with Save the Children. And she she shared some amazing stories and how they help children all around the world. One story in particular, I'll always remember, she said that she was they were helping a family in South America. And that family, the children were so malnourished. And they started a program where they were helping the community with goat farming. And they found that years after the goat farming program was implemented, the children were really doing well. And when they're doing well, they can go to school and they can, you know, embark on their own dreams. So she shared with us that she knew one family and the child that was on this goat milk program was taller than than his older brother as a result of the nutrition that he had received. And I'll never forget those stories from Carolyn Miles. When we come back after the break, we'll share some more amazing and inspiring stories from some of our guests on my favorite coffee stories. So please join us in just a moment. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. 
Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're having a fun show talking about a year in review as we've been doing My Favorite Coffee Story. We've had so many amazing guests on the show sharing their life journeys, personal stories, life lessons, and also weaving in some fun coffee stories along the way. And we're just sharing about Carolyn Miles, who is the CEO of Save the Children, and how some of her stories were just so touching, and I was just so thankful she was on the show and how she shared about how she started this amazing coffee company and in Asia and how it became Pacific Coffee and, and then how she got involved in helping children. And we're so grateful to her for all that she does helping children around the world. And then we were going to share a little bit more about some of our other guests who have joined us during this last year as we've done about 60 shows or so. And I've been just learning so much from our guests. We had one guest named David Griswold, and he's instrumental in connecting farmers around the world to like an end user or a customer or someone who can then take their coffee and pay a fair wage and make sure that those farms are well taken care of. And David shared stories how he was in Mexico. And if, if I remember correctly, he was sitting on or he was going into one of the buildings in Mexico and there was a coffee farmer in front of the building that he met and he started chatting with the coffee farmer. And at that point, I don't think he was quite involved with his company, Sustainable Harvest, but he realized that connecting the farmer and helping them in a fair way was really important from some other positions that he had had, he had gotten to know the owners of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And 
he he ended up talking with with Ben or Jerry there at, at the ice cream place about how he's met a coffee farmer in Mexico. And what do you think about using his coffee for your Ben and Jerry's coffee ice cream? And I thought that was an amazing story because to this day, Ben and Jerry's still, and you know, their coffee ice cream is wonderful as is all their ice cream. But and they're, of course, Ben and Jerry's, they're so interested in doing good for the community and and uh, always sort of thinking about humanity. And they ended up developing this relationship with the farmer in Mexico. And that's when David Griswold realized that he could maybe help more farmers around the world, and he certainly has, and he's helped various farmers in Africa as well, and how they how they grow their coffee, and some of the ways to help them be more efficient, and making sure that they get fair prices for their coffee. So he was a, just a terrific guest, and we're grateful to him for all that he does. We also recently had, speaking of Africa, we had a wonderful couple, uh, Pete and Monique Ethelston from South Africa, and they have done so much for their community. They've created a company called Red Espresso, and they were calling in from South Africa for the show, and they had just told me that sometimes the electricity is a little bit... Oh, it's inconsistent. And they had just had a power outage and they were trying to call in via their cell phones and they weren't quite sure if they'd be able to make sure their power lasts through the whole hour long show. And fortunately it did. But Pete and Monique shared about their incredible story, how they work with the farmers there who grow uh, red rooibos tea. And from this red rooibos tea, they have patented a technology to very finely grind the tea. So it's very powdery, almost to the point where it'd be like a powdery espresso. And then they created a red espresso beverage that drinks like an espresso coffee. But for those people who have problems with caffeine, and this is also considered a superfood, there's just wonderful antioxidants in this red espresso tea. And they have become very successful with this red espresso product. And you can also find that online now and find it in various stores and The other amazing thing is that they've had a huge impact on their community. They were before people would maybe transport things with donkeys or they would have other hardships. The Ethelstons have helped out in providing trucks and equipment and transportation. And I remember the story that Pete Ethelston told us when he, the very first time he met the farmer and he, he was all prepared. He had this long document that summarized basically all the, the terms of the agreement and how they were going to work together. And the farmer basically sat down with him. I think it was over a weekend and they chatted and they talked and 
that agreement wasn't necessary. And this was a long time ago. And they still, I think it was over a handshake. They still work together under that level of trust and respect. And uh, I'll never forget that story. He really brought it to life and how Pete and Monique live their lives and really thought about how they can make a difference in this world. It was just so inspiring. So I was so thankful to meet them. I also had Melissa uh, Souter on the the show a few weeks ago, and what was wonderful to chat with her about was about mindfully living our lives and how she did say that sometimes over a cup of coffee or over a cup of tea, we can take a moment to just connect with each other and chat with each other. But she had shared her stories about she had experienced a very high overachieving career in Silicon Valley. She was a computer programmer. She had a master's degree in computer science, and she realized that She really wanted to help others and and do something that was really meaningful in this life. And so she ended up getting a degree in counseling, and she, to this day, does has a tremendous impact on people where she runs conferences and and conferences for women who are in technology and how they can maybe more balance their lives and and mindfully live their lives so i really appreciated meeting her and chatting with her over at over on my favorite coffee story show and then of course We recently had a talk about the importance of slowing down Michelle Fennighouse, who's a a coach in nutrition and health, shared with us how she had a similar story, too, where she was in in advertising and she worked for a very high powered ad agency and pretty soon her health started reflecting her very very busy days and she couldn't quite figure out why she was having dizzy spells or anxiety and she couldn't relieve and her and energy levels weren't going well so she switched gears and she became a nutrition coach and now she helps thousands of people all around the world and she's been featured on ABC News and NBC News and and Michelle was just great because I think she reminds us that how you live your life one day to the next is so important and how it is within our reach to make a difference in how we live our lives. We can use food as a catalyst. We, we can cut through a lot of the food industry information and we can do little bits and pieces that can really make a huge difference. So it was wonderful chatting with her. And of course, she shared with us her, her favorite iced brew uh, coffee that she does where she soaks it overnight in a French press and then pushes it down the next day. Now it is decaf coffee, but she found that that works great for her and she shared a little bit about that recipe. We we chatted recently with a very well-known and favorite chef as well, Jerry James Stone. And he shared with us how he does how he also had this journey and changed gears from his career and knew he loved 
doing food videos and uh, food demos, and he shared with us how he's come up with incredible, simple gourmet recipes that are sustainable for our planet. He does a brownie, black bean brownie with coffee recipe that is unbelievable. And he also has written a cookbook called uh, made with coffee and it's it's really a great cookbook and we shared that so that was really a fun show with Jerry James Stone and and about his life lessons and you know doing things that we love is so important and he makes it really fun too his YouTube videos are they're positive and fun and he's coming out with a comic strip I, I guess series of of cooking, and that's with some like action heroes and superheroes, and I think that's going to be really fun, and we can't wait to see that. We ventured in other realms with some of our doctors who came on the show, Dr. Ben Anderson, and we talked about how he around the world has made such a difference in in helping cancer research and cancer knowledge be shared. And he's been involved in in cancer research for the last 20 some years. And now he's helping the future generations and he's attended and been a speaker for several medical conferences around the world and how he shared also some of his fun coffee stories when he was going to medical school and when he was in New York and how they would order coffee there. And and uh, that was really fun. And we were so grateful to Dr. Ben Anderson for joining us on the show too. And I did ask him about the health benefits of coffee and, and he talked a little bit about that and I was grateful to him. We switched gears a bit with a show that was called Striking Black Oil or Striking Black Gold. And we had a petroleum engineer join us and we somehow wove in how oil is fuel and coffee is sometimes called fuel or black gold and and uh, had a great time chatting with with him, John Moltz, and really was grateful to him for sharing his stories and how he got involved in petroleum engineering and and some about some of the equipment and some of the goals that they're doing there and trying to develop energy for the future and consult with clients all around the world from Morocco to the U.S. He was just a terrific guest and we were really grateful he joined us too. The year in review, this is just so fun to share with you and we feel that that our listeners have been so much part of our show and I've just been so happy that we could spend these times together and and take a moment and and uh, really learn from our guests and learn from each other and and share stories because after all this life is a journey isn't it and and if it takes sometimes a cup of coffee to sort of bring us together that's just wonderful or a cup of tea but i hope that some of these stories have in, have really inspired all of you. They've inspired me. And I I hope that you will continue to be part of our My Favorite Coffee Story family as we continue to share 
and bring guests from all around the world uh, together and, you know, over a cup of coffee. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for letting us share. And thank you for being with us. In the meantime, we always wish you a wonderful aloha. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can only always send questions to my favorite coffee story at orders at anikona.com. And of course, you can receive your Anikona gift at anikona.com. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for being with us. And we wish you a wonderful aloha. Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.